Welcome to Beholder's Eye, a 5th edition actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Thank you for joining us. My name is Alex, and I'll be your host and dungeon master. Joining me, as always, is... Magnar Skorgrim, Goliath Sorcerer. Hobonite, Fire Gensai, Dragon Sorcerer. Margraine Silverbeard, Dwarf Paladin. So, Sam, you want to tell us what happened last time? Sure. So, so last time we had had left after fighting all of those those red red-skinned uh for lack of a better word demons. Uh we had we had searched the bodies. We found this one really strange book on uh, in the rib cage of what looked like what like a shaman or a, or or a sorcerer. Um we then uh the the this black kind of almost aura was coming out of some of the the, the captives and all of their eyes went black and they were starting to 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 chant um that uh a toddy man comes um and we then Let's see. We figured out by removing them from there that they they were that they were okay. But the two with the the auras, one turned into one of the red skinned creatures, and the other one we were lucky to put to sleep, and it was okay. We had to kill the other though. Uh, we returned to the to the town of uh, Mooresville and returned these people. Uh, they were they were very very thankful for our service, and then we we head off. Um, on on the on the journey we learned some new things because of Hibonite reading that book. He turned out it's a grimoire of sorts and um it talks about some stuff from we're suspecting a very long time ago. Uh when we arrived at Castle Delacroix, uh we were we were surrounded by soldiers and asked to relinquish our weapons and we were put in manacles and we're taken to prison again. <sighs> That's about it. Okay, so uh, we will start with you guys in chains in a prison cell. Um, you are all together. You are the manacles have been chained to the floor, um, so you're not able to move about too freely. You've got a little bit of room. Uh, you're left there for. It could be a couple of hours. It could just be, uh, you know, maybe an hour and a half. You're not sure, but um, it is a, a definitely a dark cell. Uh, there aren't any windows to it, and uh, you know, strangely enough, you, you seem to be in a cell that is kind of solitary. You know, in solitude, You're, you don't see. It's not like there are a bunch of bars, and you see other people in the dungeon. Yeah, they're being very careful with us. After whether it's a couple hours or maybe an hour and a half or whatever it is. You hear the lock on the door of the bar slide across, and in comes a very well-dressed man. And he's an elf, very thin, angular-looking. Um, Margraine, you do recognize this as Duke Matthias Delacroix. With him is a woman who comes in. You can tell it's a woman by the shape. She has a 
wide-brimmed hat on with a veil covering her face. The veil is not so thick around the eyes, and you can see her eyes kind of glinting in the fire of the torches that are in the cell. But her mouth, from basically her nose down, you can't see her face because it's too the mesh on the veil is too thick. She does come in with the duke, and he says, All right, so you all are, according to my ranger, um, the people who you found actually buried in part of the mind of Luxor Iron Fist. Is that correct? Yes. And you do look familiar to me, young man. Yes, you uh, you saw me probably about uh, t- two weeks ago. I was delivering um, the, the, the surveyor to to your service you were going to ferry him onwards yes yes first of all he, he's still here he's a, a boisterous man a good man um likes his drink a bit yes yes i am uh, duke delacroix and um i am sorry to do this to a man of the cloth of course but uh, we can't be too cautious and when something has happened as that uh, flaming surge that has gone through the sky uh, people get scared. I've been alive long enough to know that just jumping to conclusions or assuming friends are friends is not always the best option. So tell me. Y- yes. You, uh, big man, what is your name? I'm Magnar Skolgrim. Yes, and, and where do you come from? I, I come from the Wildlands. Yes, I can tell. And how about you? You are very unique. This is your name. Uh, my name's Hibernite. I'm a traveling tall talesman. A traveling tall talesman? Yes. And what exactly is that? I travel the land, learning new experiences, discovering new things, and every now and then I get to stop and tell these tales to groups of people. That's how I met these friends. Very interesting. And he says, This is my loyal compatriot. Uh, her name is Nick Searsale. And um, she is a good friend of mine who helps me in these kinds of situations. And she raises her hands and starts to chant, casting a spell. I'm going to need all of you guys to make a charisma saving throw for me. (laughs) This bitch chose the wrong stat to try and test again. I know, she picked the wrong one for me. Uh, That's a 23. Only 16 for me. Uh, nine. (laughs) (laughs) All right, um, DC 25, nobody hit that? Oh, fuck. sake, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) We're level two. <laughs> I think it's physically impossible. I could have only rolled a twenty. On a nineteen. On a nineteen I could beat I can match that. On a natural okay. twenty I can beat it. You get a ten percent yeah. chance, so that's that's a huge chance really for a level two person. It's like a five percent chance. No, it's two, because nineteen no, counts two, and two twenty chances. counts. So that's ten percent. Um okay. So you guys uh, just so you're aware, you have a uh, zone of truth cast on you. Um, oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. I was going to tell the truth anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of planned on doing that anyway. (laughs) I know, that's why I didn't care if I made it super high. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, tell me, now, Luxor is, I don't know if I'd say a friend, but a very familiar acquaintance. I've spent many a night getting drunk with him, and um, he has been a boon to my dukedom. His revenue alone in taxes is... It's remarkable what he can bring in. The man has a nose for money. There's no question about that. Um, So, there have been a lot of strange things that happen, and the fact that you were found in the mine is of some concern. 
So tell me, you big man, what, uh, what part did you take in the death of Luxor? Uh, I don't think we took any part in the death of Luxor. I think we were, we were looking for him because he hadn't made his red silver shipments. Is that, that, that's what I, that's what I believe to be the truth. Yes, uh, we, we did not take any part. Hmm. So how did the whole side of that mountain come down? Uh, there was some sort of ritual going on there while we were investigating, and, uh, suddenly this beast appeared, and the mountain was shaking, and the rocks came down. We tried to escape, but we could not make it out. So why were you sent to find Luxor? And this time he asks you to the night. Um, it was a church person. <laughs> he asked us. He asked us to go there. We turned up after we got. To, um, we spent some time at a tavern. We thought we were going to start a tavern, but we decided against the idea. <laughs> then when we got there, we, we fought this creature. His eyes shone. Were the only thing we could see. Well, they could see. I could see more. And then when we attacked and killed that creature, we decided we were a bit hurt. So we thought we'd have a nap. <laughs> <laughs> No guile yeah, okay. in this <laughs> So you took a nap and... And then when we woke up, it turned... Um, we looked above us and we heard a little roar and a, a flash of light and then that... This white thing flew past us. Which I think is the thing you were talking about, a fire in the sky. We tried to run away and out of the mountain as it started collapsing. We, we tripped up a little bit. The mountain landed on us. Things were dark for a while kind of hallucinatic dream sequence went on and then your friend, then your man found us and there were a few other people with him but we lost them on the way back so tell me Margraine yes what has your involvement with these soul green soldiers been uh well the only thing I've seen about soul green soldiers is on our way to the mine looking for for Luxor. We 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 know that he he often stays at the Trapper's Lodge, so we we went to investigate the Trapper's Lodge and we found uh, dead soldiers of ours in there. Um, it, it, inside, we found that they were killed by men who were currently still there, uh, dressed as uh, soldiers from Soul Green. Um, I don't think that's correct though. Um, I think they're actually. Uh, Crucian, uh, they had they had uh, Crucian military tattoos, and that's the place we thought we were going to start a tavern at, but we decided against <laughs> the idea. Thank you, Heaven Knight. It's not wrong. It's not a tale if you don't give all the detail. Uh, the, I, uh, I gave him all the pertinent detail, Heaven Knight. There's a difference. Not a tall talesman. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> the elfin lady says to the dude, "Oh, I like him." He's got a sense of humor. He's so exotic. <laughs> you can do magic and I can see your eyes, but a little bit more information about you. I might like you as well. Well, <laughs> we can have a fun time. I hear ale is normally used for that, although I'm not really that used to social customs outside of my town. Oh, no. We prefer wine, but ale will do. And the Duke says, All right, um, enough of this. All right, sorry about that. Um, you know, we just had to be sure. Um, and he snaps his fingers. A couple of guards come in and unchain you all. Uh, 
Yes, uh, things have been very strange, as you know, and I, I do apologize for this, but, you know, we cannot be uh, too careful anymore. Um, so uh, you will all be my guests as more than an apology for me, uh, from me, and I do hope you accept. Um, you will all have your own rooms, uh, baths drawn up for you, and, and whatever needs you may have. Of course, um, ale, as you say, uh, exotic friend, and uh, wine, or, or whatever else you would like. And of course, um, we will be having dinner, dinner tomorrow night. Uh, we've got a number of guests here. that uh, It should be an entertaining time, if nothing else. Then thank you very much for your uh, hospitality. Oh, my pleasure. And uh, once again, I, I'm so sorry. Um, so uh, you guys are, are led away um, out of the dungeon. Uh, and... as, as we're walking out of the dungeon, I will message Sam's, uh, Margraine, sorry, saying, I thought you said they didn't like magic here. I just couldn't stop myself with that spell she cast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that sound. <laughs> it, I don't know, Hip Knight. Um, that's, that's, that's it. I don't know. <laughs> as you guys are walking out, Nyx looks at you and she says, she pulls out a uh, large deck of cards which has an ornate uh, design on the back and she says, If any of you boys would like a reading, please come see me. I'm always happy to open my deck of doors. That sounds like a different experience. I may see you later. Oh, yes. Well, um, if you are interested, it would be unladylike for me to invite you to my room, but um, I wouldn't mind meeting you in uh, one of my small offices. You have more than one office? Why do you need more than one office? (laughs) (laughs) I like the way your mind works. So I mean, surely if you have one office, then you're, you're going to be in one room at a time. So why have multiple? It doesn't oh. make sense. So exotic. <laughs> People of this kingdom are really weird. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 Alright, so you guys are led away, and um, each of you is given a very large room, um, all with uh, balcony windows. Um, looking at over the the uh, duke's land one of the things about the duke's land is he also outside of the castle walls um uh, or actually i guess it's within the the castle walls and it's well i'm saying this wrong there's castle walls and then also a part of the walls actually go out into a very um into a fairly large city that's out there as well um so this is one of the most urban cities really within Thelmer, um, outside of Kalendor, which is the capital. So, uh, just to give you guys an idea of what you're looking at here, but you guys, uh, you're given very large rooms, very, you know, uh, nice goose down pillows. Um, everybody has a bath drawn for them if they choose to partake and, um, you know, food brought to your room. And, and did we get our stuff back? Uh, your stuff is, um, uh, the Duke lets you know, oh, yes, yeah, your weapons and uh, are actually being oiled if they need it and shined at this point in time. Um, we can do the same for any armor you have as well. Okay. Um, do I give the armor to you? or No, leave it, uh, actually just leave it next to the door in your room and uh, we'll have a valet come and take care of it. Um, I, where could I go uh, ret- retrieve my uh, my stuff? Oh, it will be brought to your room. 
Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, of course. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I'm sure you know, remember where the cathedral is if you need to pray or whatever yes. it is you do. Yes. Yes, I, I, I do. I, I remember um, from, from last time. Oh, they, were, and they were very kind to me. I, I'm looking forward to the discussion um, tomorrow night at dinner. Um, we have another, actually a priest, who has joined us as well. Are you familiar with Blevin the Holy? I, I, I have, I have heard of Blevin the Holy. Yes, um, we just actually ran into some people who met him. Yes, yes, uh, he's a fascinating person. I'm interested I'm sure, to. I'm sure, uh, I can have a, I'm sure, I can have a very interesting conversation with that man. Oh, I, I, I'm sure you can. Him and I. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my goodness! All right, so uh, you guys... I, and will will Percival be there? Oh yes, yes. Um, and once he actually got done with the uh, the initial surveying, um, and he's very proud of himself. He does say that it, it should only be about three months for the road to be built, if everything he's saying is correct. Um, wow. So, yes, yes, uh, with the church's help and everything else, and of course the, the Queen's purse as well, and uh, contributions from um, rather generous dukes, such as myself. And we, uh, we're looking forward to that. Uh, so he's celebrating right now. Uh, he's been up to his uh, little gnomish neck in uh, wine and whores. It's, it's rather uncomely, but there you have it. Yes, I, I see. Yes. So, okay. <laughs> all right. I must bid you all adieu. I'm sorry for the rough entrance. Um, I know Cam apologizes as well. He did have good things to say about you. I'm so unfortunate about his team. Uh, all right. Well, Don't worry. We're used to jail. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I've been in jail with these men before. <laughs> What are you doing? I, I just, I'm not understanding. He said he, he's been to jail with us before. He's used to it. Oh my god. Oh, really? Um, so tell me about that. What exactly? Before we went on the last mission when we were in the town, there was some, a big dragonborn looking person. They had their red hand on their armor. I think they are called oh. the red hand. Yeah, they, couldn't, they couldn't spell things. They weren't very smart. And then they were beating up this gnome because he didn't believe in their god. And I don't believe in their god either, so they had to go with me. Oh <laughs> and then one thing led to another. They all fell asleep. And then the town guard turned up. They decided we should all go to jail while they decide what happened. We were let off as innocent. And then my friend over here, Margraine, point of migraine, migraine, sorry. And, uh, he then beat the man who was threatening the gnome in a duel. Wow. <laughs> Dinner it will be fun. <laughs> and uh Nix is shuffling her cards and she says Yes, I can let's see what card represents me the most right now. <laughs> and she pulls out a card and turns it toward you and says, Oh, it's due. <laughs> oh, it's... it's what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay I'm gonna go to uh, my room yeah <laughs> oh my god that's too much <sighs> yeah I will go to and, my room I'll put my chain out by the door and, and even though they already oiled uh, my, my my equipment I'm gonna 
uh, take a bath and then uh, oil my armor and my 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 hammer and everything. Take care of it, kind of like last time I was here. I stand on the balcony and random people I see drop walking past and should be messaging. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so uh, you see people as you message them, um, just kind of freak out, look around, and, and start running. <laughs> I'll get a little bit day drunk, and then on to on to dinner. Maybe do you think there's anything we need to do before then, or no? I, I mean, do you guys have any? There's nothing. I, I mean, I said no, but there's nothing that you guys need to, or nothing that comes up during the day. Um, so whatever you'd okay. like to do. Dinner sounds cool to me. Yep. Dinner sounds very interesting, Uh-oh, especially with Hibba night today. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Gonna have Father Blebin in a fight with Hibba night. Be great. <laughs> Not necessarily in a fight. The only thing um, that did happen that day is uh, each one of you um, had a tailor come in and give you uh, measurements, and you're all dressed in finery now. Um, uh, I'm still dressed in my armor. Okay. Yeah. They can have the fine clothes underneath, but I got my chain over it and my tabard. <laughs> it, what sort of fine clothes? Um, it, it's like basically suit sort of thing. Or? Yeah, it's a suit sort of thing. Tails. And... Uh, Hibbernite will be wearing his normal clothes and he'll have a jacket over the top. (laughs) Everything left left on the bed. That's not comfortable to wear. I'll put my bracers on. Uh, If I can have them under the the suit, that's fine. Sure, and the jewels kind of stick out like uh, you're wearing very ritzy cufflinks. Oh, right, I forgot they had that. And I'm wearing a top hat as well, if possible. (laughs) Okay, yes. Yes, you have that. Yeah, I'm I'm just... I guess I'm just me, fully armored. Um, yep. <laughs> All right, so you guys are seated uh, at the table. Of course, at the head of the table is Duke. Oh, I have Delacour. my hammer with me, if I can. Um, no. No? Okay. No, they're not going to let you take your weapons. How about just uh, uh, a light hammer? No. Just a small one? <laughs> no. No? No. Just an axe to cut his food with. <laughs> He's not good with can, He's got can we have a dagger? He's got axes. <laughs> No. Oh. <laughs> They're not going to let you have weapons. I mean, oh, okay. What about a bilax? A shield? A <laughs> I mean, if you want to carry your shield with you, that's fine. No, I'm just messing with you. Um, no, I'm cool with that, all of it. All right. Um, you, like I said, at the head of the table is uh, Duke Delacroix. Um, you see Percy again. He's red faced and smiling, um, obviously deep into his cups already. You see a. Very handsome but stern man. Um, also uh, an elf. He is dressed in... Um, it, it's a complete black suit. Uh, it's not a suit, but it's basically a, a black uniform um, that's buttoned up to his... Just up, up to his neck. Um, and he wears a wide-brimmed hat with a buckle on it. And you know this is the standard garb of the clerics of St. Morin. Um, and so, Margarine, you assume this is Blevin the Holy. Okay. Um, also joining them and sitting next to Duke Delacroix is a large man. Um, he, he's older. He's got one of those uh, Ambrose Burnside kind of mustaches going on. Um, and this is Bromel Granar, who is the chief general chief men of arms for the queen um joining them also is a woman named adeline renard and she is a human 
she is the head of the Merchant's Guild. Then you see, of course, Nyx, who you guys have met the night before, and a spindly old man named Abernathy Fenris. And he is a merchant, and uh, I'm introducing this great new smoking leaf. It, it's quite fun. Um, it does come from uh, beyond the Western Wildlands, and it's something that the pagans have used, and it really, really both takes the edge off, makes food delicious, and um, helps you focus. It's a wonderful thing. Oh, wow. I can work with that. This is a high society dinner, <laughs> man. Oh, I feel a little bit out of place. Don't worry, you don't look as out of place as Hibernite. Well, you're wearing a jacket and top hat. So. <laughs> <laughs> jacket and top hat, they're just really weird, colourful clothes. They might assume you're like a you know, billionaire philanthropist. You know? They're all eccentric like that. And, um, of course, uh, Hibonite, you're sitting next to Nyx. She, she greets you at the door. Come sit next to me. I think we'll have a wonderful evening. Do, does she point out who the um, Sir Robard is to me? Who though? I'm sorry, though. Who does she point out? Who's who to me? So I know. Yes. Yeah. Through your conversation. So um, yeah, they do have um, actually. So you will be sitting across from Blevin the Holy Margraine, and oh, nice. Yeah. Um, um, uh, actually, uh, Magnar, you're sitting next to uh, Bromel Grenard. All right. And what was he? He is basically the the head general for the queen. Um, he's a He's somebody who's very renowned. You, you, I guess, wouldn't really know it, but right. uh, Margraine, you would know. He was uh, he fought at the Battle of Kretvik's Pass, which is actually when the king died. He was there, but um, Brommel helped hold the emperor off, so that uh, way Emperor Simon couldn't actually come in and take over the land. Is he human? Yes, he is a human. Okay, um, so that's not foreboding at all because that's Magna sending us a good a good fighter. Margraine's opposite, a good fighter. And me sat next to someone who does magic. Well, I'm sat across from a, a holy man. Not necessarily a good fighter. Clarity. Fire, brimstone. <laughs> yeah. You're going to love him, yeah. aren't you? Aren't you, Margraine? Okay, I think, uh, yeah. We're going to have a great conversation. All right. So the Duke sits down. He uh, comes in wearing uh, some of the greatest finery you've seen. Uh, he has a bejeweled cane that he carries with him. He sits down and uh, says, alright, and um, we will have uh, Levin the Holy. It is requested that he ask the great Theos for um, a blessing on our food. Um, so, uh, Blevin stands up. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, it's so great to see so many great and interesting friends here, and um, it's an honor to be invited by Duke Delacroix. I do want to Praise Theos for giving us such wonderful and exotic and interesting company, for shedding his love upon us through this food, nurturing our bodies, making us all individually beautiful and yet one and holy within him. And we pray all of this in the name of Theos, with love to St. Morin and St. Eligius. Thank you, Theos. Now please eat. And yeah, I'll, I'll start to, to eat and I'll, you know... Uh, Start eating Not that civil. To start with. <laughs> to start with. Oh, good. Yeah, just to start <laughs> with. Um, well, I can I can start with the um the fun stuff straight away if you would like. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> uh, Magnar's yeah. eating too. Um. So 
Oh, what, what was his name again? The the priest? Blevin. 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 Got it. Uh, Father Father Blevin. Um, yes. It's, it's, a, it's an honor to meet you. I've heard many things about you. Oh, yes. And I have been uh, recently informed about you as well. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, an honor to meet you. It seems like you've had quite a trip. Yes, yes. Yes, we have had quite a trip. Uh, we ran into a, a village you passed by not too long ago and everything. Oh, really? Which I've stopped at a number of villages on my travels. Uh, well, our last stop before here was Mooresville. You made quite an impression. Mooresville. Yes. Um, let me see. And he pulls out a book, a small leather-bound book, and he looks at it. Oh, yes, Mooresville. A small town, a delightful town. Maybe a little bit lost, but yes, I, I, I hope that my word helped them see the light. It, it, it certainly made an impression on some. Oh, that is wonderful to hear. That is wonderful to hear. How goes it in Mooresville? Uh, not, not, not too, not too well. Actually, they were they were recently attacked. Uh, many of them stolen away, and luckily, my friends and I were able to uh, return them all. Oh, well, that is wonderful. That is absolutely wonderful. But stolen away, these are dark times. Um, they are. Please tell me about them. What? Who stole them away? Well, these uh, red-skinned. I don't know. Uh, they, they wore armor and shields. Uh, I've never seen them before in my life. Yes. But you were able to save them all. Then the, the town is good. Oh, we were able to save all those who, all those who lived. Many of them. Oh, praise Theos. That that is wonderful news. Yes, praise Theos. And um, then uh, the Duke says, "Oh, um, yes, sir, uh, Blevin. Uh, just so you're aware, um, that gentleman down there in the top hat." is a sorcerer of sorts, as I understand it. <laughs> I, I, I stand up, wave at everyone with produce flame hands. <laughs> oh, yes, how wonderful. And uh, Duke claps, and uh, Blevin says, Oh, yes, um, well, it, it is great to see that Theos works and gives many talents to many different types of people. And then he takes his um, small writing utensil out of his pocket and makes a note in his book. Oh, fun. <laughs> Man. I need more fun spells. And uh, so Adeline Renard, who is once again the head of the Merchant's Guild, says, So tell me, any of you traveling, um, apparently I've been informed that Luxor Iron Fist is no more. Uh, it would it would appear so, yes. Um, we, we have been unable to find him. Such a shame. Such was that the man in the mountain? Yes, yes, the man we were we were sent to find him a night. All right, that's that's when the mountain fell on us. Yes, that's when the mountain fell on us him a night. And you survived. Yes, uh, praise be to Theos, we survived. Um, you know, uh, I, I, we were deemed worthy and returned. Um, Blevin says, "Excuse me, what what do you mean you were deemed worthy and returned?" I, it wasn't it wasn't our time, Father Blevin. Um, you know, Theos provides for all, and even and, apparently not for his followers. As I was returned. Yes, um, Theos is, is, of course, merciful and loving. Yes, yes, he is. Not many of the church seem to be that way. And Margrave's head just goes straight into his hand. Like, oh my god. And Nick squeals a little bit in her chair next to you and, and claps her gloved hands together. <laughs> well, you know, Theos... Theos loves all, but, but but men are flawed. Yes, yes, of course. Theos does love all, and uh, he does what he can to purge the evil from man. 
of all kinds. It seems yes. to dislike one type in particular. Oh, and in what is that? Well, you seem to hate all magic users, but I'm a good person. I've saved people, but I seem to be disregarded as evil. I have never said that. I, I, where have you heard mm. that? I, I've never said that. I think that magic is I, a wonderful thing bestowed upon certain people. Um, whether they well, can learn I, I've it met, or... I've met more men in my travels of religious cloth who disliked magic users, such as when we were in our town and we had to go to jail. <laughs> 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 and then we met another man in a different... In a, the last tambourine who talked to... And I'm going to point at Sir Robard. And talked to him, and he, they, he got the impression that all magic users are evil after talking to him. I had a nice little chat with that boy. I think he's in an institute now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm not. I'm sure that I'm not sure what you're talking about. I uh, I believe that uh, no magic is something that Pharos has given us and and given many people, such as yourself. And he nods at Nix as well and says, um, a, a talent and something to be used. Now sometimes it can get out of hand, and I think. Certain writings have shown us that uh, it can be used for evil and run rampant without any kind of regulation. Um, that is when bad things happen. Um, Are you saying magic should be regulated solely by the church? Can you think of anyone better? Well, the village I come from, most of us use magic and we have almost no magic crime. How large is the village you society. come from? Well, it's more of a cluster of villages. There's like six or seven different villages and to my knowledge, there's no really any magic crime in any of them, but there's a there's a decent number of us. We just like to keep to ourselves because other people don't seem to like us. Yes, yes. No, I, I, I do understand that. Um, that is what know, I've been told are... is rude in your culture to say that. Oh, I am yeah. right on that migraine, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Head continues to be in hand. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> well, as things happen, and I've travelled... Um, from one edge of Thelma, um, I've traveled actually across it now twice. Um, What's the most interesting thing you've seen? Most interesting thing I've seen. Well, there was uh, on the western western wildlands. There was a giant with two heads that talked back and forth to each other as though they had two different brains. It was fascinating. It rings a bell. Yeah, see, I've it, heard it was, that from somewhere. Yes. It was fascinating, and, and I must say my trip there was delightful. And on my trip back, I've seen so many strange things. Soldiers from Soul Green have been attacking people from Thelmer, and as far as I knew, I know they weren't happy with the westward expansion of Thelmer into the western wildlands, but I had no idea that um, they had been invading. I'm going to look at Margraine, just to see if he's interjecting on that point. Um, uh, on him? I mean, uh, I'll kind of, kind of say, uh, I don't know if that's the, the the case, and just you know, kind of, still kind of hanging my head a little bit, like, oh my goodness, what have I got? I mean, we went into? to a tavern or a trapper's lodge. We thought we were going to turn into a tavern, but we decided against it after a while. And we met some people who were in that sort of armor, but they had tattoos from what was the other place? A Crux. different country. Crocs. That's it. Thank you, Margaret. Yes. Yes, Hibernate. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> That is interesting. Maybe some deserters from Crocs have, have gone to the side of Soul Green. Maybe it's a bigger plot. Yeah, I, th- I think somebody wants war between us, but what do I know? 
Oh, are you saying that somebody wants war between Soul Green and, uh, and Thelmer? Uh, well, that was my initial impression when I when I found all of the cru- all of the uh, Soul Green soldiers had the tattoos of Crucians. Well, this is something I haven't heard yet. This is this is fascinating. Do, do you do do you have any way to look into uh, members of the Crucian army? I have all of their uh, serial numbers here. Well, I, I'm just rather confused. I uh, know of no way for the Crucian soldiers to come here, uh, except through Kretvitz Pass, which we have well guarded, well guarded. So I guess that would be my question. You you say you see this, but how have well, have you any smugg- proof of it? Smugglers often go through different people's borders without being seen, and we have some, you know, serial numbers. But this isn't really dinner talk, though. People do tend to argue a lot over dinners. I've seen in your in my travels in your land. Okay. People argue a lot. Generally, is... when I'm around, you you are quite right, um, my my friend. Um, he will night. Um, that that is correct. This is not dinner talk. Yes, if you would wish to talk to me after dinner, I would be more than uh, happy to give you the information. Yes, uh, that, that might be good. And uh, Levin looks at you and said, Oh, yes, I, I do have something to speak with you about as well. It um, involves our two orders. The, the Grand Abbot, actually, has something yes. that I need to relay to somebody of your... I was going to stop at Kringle Falls, but um, if you could take us back to the Archbishop... That would save me the trip. Yes, yes, I would be more than happy to to have whatever information you have. And um, Abernathy stands up and says, "All right, enough of this um, really dark talk. Uh, now, everyone, here, take one of these." And he hands out <laughs> little rolled pieces of paper. He says, "This is a wonderful." Now, this comes. They tell me the pagans tell me out there on the Western Wildlands that this comes from a sorcerer who lives actually beyond the Western Wildlands in his own little kingdom that he made because he's a great sorcerer. It's wonderful. And um, I, I've tried it many times myself. It does make things better. So uh, please, please let us partake. I, I think that you especially, Duke, will be very interested in um, in, in using this product. So uh, he hands out basically those those little rolled pieces of paper with this leaf in it. <laughs> Don't you jokes, kids. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take one and produce flame with it. Okay. And offer the, offer the flame out to anyone else and say, need a light. <laughs> Nick says, such a gentleman. <laughs> um, so you guys partake. Yeah. And so everyone gets uh, plus one to perception. Oh, wow. <laughs> plus one to athletics. Plus one wow. to acrobatics. Ne- um, and in case of any kind of um, wisdom save or fear save, anything of that nature, you are at disadvantage. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> huh. So it's plus one to perception so, and athletics, yeah. Yep, and acrobatics. Um, so after you guys uh, partake in that, actually nobody says anything else for the rest of dinner. It's like everybody's zoomed in and focused on their meal. <laughs> Um, oh, this is delicious! I, uh, yeah, it's. It, you never, never knew had I could butt. be so hungry. Yes, exactly. Never the butter such sweet, savory tastes. There's a tavern in more, more um, that tavern that has 
equal sort of food to this. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys are, are finishing up, um, Nyx whispers in your ear, Hibonite, you must come with me. I must give you a reading. Okay. And um, Brommel says, you big man, and, uh, you little man, I, I, join me for a, a, a drink on one of the balconies, please. That sounds good. And then yes. Abernathy and Adeline go off with the Duke, and uh, Blevelin says to you, Margaret, when you're done, please meet me in the chapel. Yes, yes, I would love to, Blevin. Uh, All right. I will message Sam, just so he knows. Uh, Margraine, sorry. So he has one going. The lady wants to read me. Huh. That's all you hear as a response. <laughs> <laughs> huh. So um, we'll, we'll cut to you first, Hibonite. Um, Nyx takes you um, to her office, um, which is outside. It's basically like a foyer room before her bedroom. And um, she sits you down and she says, All right, we will... See what the deck of doors has for you. So what I want you to do is roll a d20 three times. 15, 10, and 11. Oh, this, this is interesting to begin with. The first card shows your past, and she flips it over, and it's a death card. Oh, I mean, I, had, I, I did knit, or I, I kind of died. <laughs> and then I came back. So it could be both. It could be past and future, because everything dies eventually. Yes. You become more and more fascinated. And then 11, no 10. And then she flips over another card, and it's a broken clock. This normally hmm. means... That's a weird one. What's that? That's a weird one. Something from your past will come present. That could be a few things. I, ho- I hope it's that guy from the red hand. <laughs> <laughs> he was a really nice person, I remember that. But I want to have a chat with him again. <laughs> and then she turns over a final card, and it's a cracked mirror. Ooh. Says, That's bad luck. Yes, and it means that you will be trapped between two worlds. I really hope that doesn't mean the uh, that noble elf pirate raider dimension jumping person comes after me. <laughs> I may have made some bad choice words against him. And she kisses you. I kiss, I kiss her back. And oh, we'll cut from God. there. <laughs> the rest of it is not PG. <laughs> <laughs> That is correct. All right. So um, you guys are poured um, some scotch and are standing out on the balcony with Brommel. So you, man from the north, you, I've received word that you are the victim of one of these mage hunters. Is that correct? That is correct. Do do you know something about them? Um, our spy networks have indeed found a few things out about them. Apparently, from what we understand, they've come w- into our land within the past year. What else has come into our land within the past year is, and I uh, do forgive me for saying this, though I know enough about your orders to know there is a difference, Levin the Holy. D- I'm sorry, I missed something. Yeah, he's referring to me? Yeah, he said that to you. Oh, Because okay. you're both there. Um, y- yes. So, yes, there, there is a difference. Right. There's definitely a difference. So, where we are with this is, to be quite frank with both of you, we are well aware that these are not Soul Green soldiers. I see. In the land. My fear is when Crux expanded its borders and decided that it was going to go into Blackwick and Pinewall, the first thing that happened were the Mage Hunters. But before then, that was what was first known. The first thing that happened was Blevin the Holy came into the land. I, 
I see. How, oh. how far after, or how how far after the uh, that he came did the mage hunters appear? We don't know the exact time, but uh, it's within a, a three month period mm. from him coming and meeting with the queen herself to the first reports of the mage hunters. Are are you insinuating that the the mage hunters are uh, somehow to do with Blevin? Like Blevin controls them, or? Mm. That is the going theory at the time. I'm sure he's not too subtle with his book. No. And he took down the name of your friend, as I'm sure you know. Yes. That book, what I fear, is as he's heading back to Kretvik's Pass, he will be bringing that book to someone in the Empire, in the Empire, who will unleash targeted assaults with these mage hunters. I see. And... Uh, and how am I supposed to help with this? Well, feel free to... And he looks at you, Magnar, and says, Feel free to take action into your own hand, however you see fit. I say, if he makes it to Kretvik's Pass, with that book, many people will share the same fate as your wife and your friends and your unborn child. We will have to do something. I cannot allow that. Yes, it is a unfortunate thing. I know he is also a man of the cloth, but... What our sources have said is that he is more in line with the Emperor's needs than that of Theos. I, 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 I see. So oh. where is Blevin now? Is Was he still inside? Or did He's he go off somewhere? Chapel. I'm yeah. meeting him after this. Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. Man, giving Margraine hard decisions, man. <laughs> oh. Does Blevin worship Theos as well? Or say he yes. does? Yes, yes. Wasn't he also the one that Marcus was saying came into the town and was stirring up dissension about sorcerers? Yes, no, it doesn't seem unreasonable to me. And and from what our networks have told us, that is the case everywhere he goes. Actually, um... Can can I insight check him? Yeah. Is he telling the truth? Let's see. Insight. Nine. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. (laughs) Uh, Guess I should too, but I trust this guy, so maybe I won't. Never mind. Yeah, I just... Man, okay. Well, if if Blevin can lead me to Vodhava, then I will do anything. Yes, definitely um, would be the first step toward finding that. Margrain, could I come to the chapel with you? Um, what, 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 what do you intend to do? I do not know yet. I would say... Um, Duke Delacro is one of the Queen's best allies, and it would be unfortunate, my large friend, if anything were to happen to a well-respected, if somewhat corrupt, man of the cloth on his land. That being said, Blevin is beginning his journey to Kretvik's Pass tomorrow. Then I will follow. That may be the best, and you will have the gratitude of the Queen as well. This is the first step toward an invasion. She will be more than happy to do anything to stop. Let your strange friend know that if he helps as well, be to the tune of about 400 gold pieces for the two of you. And you, if you feel that is necessary as well, follow that. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and from, from what I know of him, like public perception stuff, like, like, is he somebody trustworthy? As far as you know, he was the most trusted advisor of the king and is now of the okay. queen as well. Um, the king was beloved. And he did, he's also a war hero. He stopped the invasion. The king was killed, but he did stop the invasion of the empire getting through Kretvik's pass. 
you you could say he's like a patriot through and through like nobody would deny that right okay huh interesting okay so general do you know where they're taking those they capture have you seen any anything are they taking them through the pass we don't believe they're taking them through the pass but we we do believe there may be another way the, the pass is so well guarded that it's one of the reasons I'm here um, Duke Delacroix has been vital in providing people to guard the pass and he is a patriot himself well here's a man who knows which side his bread is buttered on and right now it is with the queen and it will never be with the empire they don't really uh, look upon the old nobility well uh, from what I've heard and the other kingdoms after the Crucians came in there was much beheading and replacement of the standing nobility huh wow okay um yeah Margraine's just kind of comp- contemplative you know uh not saying much thinking pretty heavily on everything warrior priest uh, you might not want to keep him waiting it's uh, it no. might be uh, yes and and Stay with me for a second, uh, Magna. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll walk off. We do have some suspicions. Uh, within the next week or two, we may know. We believe there is a camp that is up in the mountains where they do some uh, horrible things, brainwashing of kind, to turn them into basically soldiers for the Empire, people who use magic. What exactly they do, we don't know. We have about three locations right now we believe to be the case. Hopefully we will have word within the next week that confirms at least two of those locations are not correct, and I will keep you informed at that time. You can help your wife, and whether it means much to you or not, being an outsider, you will help the queen and this kingdom. Is is there any place close to here that I could check out? Don't feel like waiting if my wife is in danger. Yes, well, let us... We already have men out there. We're waiting for their return. Now, if they don't return, I will let you know that as well. And you can follow in their footsteps for if they do not return, I am pretty sure that will be the location we are looking for. But give me some time. And if you need to get in touch with me, I know that you are not of this land, but given what you are looking for, I'd say I trust you the most out of you and your compatriots. And he hands you a small gold coin. And you'll notice that it does have kind of a red tint to it. Um, he said this was infused with some of the silver that Luxor had found. What we have found is we can communicate. If you hold this and think of me, I, you have to speak my name out loud, but you will be able to actually ask me questions. Oh, that, thank you. I, I look forward to hearing from you. Is it? Does it work the same way? You can talk to me as well? Yes, yes, and I will be sure to inform you. And if I find something, I will let you know immediately. All right, thank you very much. Now, enjoy the beds. Enjoy the wine. Thank you. Um, you make your way into the chapel, uh, Margraine, and you see Blevin there. Oh, Margraine, thank you so much for meeting with me. I, I know that our orders aren't always the best of friends, and we do have some theological differences. But there's something that I must tell you that concerns me greatly, and I know who you were just speaking with, but are you familiar? Well, I know you are, because your friend blurted it out. You know this group, the Red Hand. Yes. I have been sent by the Grand Abbot to try and route this scourge. It's giving Theos a bad name. And right now, from all of the intelligence we have gathered, it seems that 
the leader of the Red Hen is none other than Brommel himself. Huh. He seems to be in league with the Crucian Empire. From what we understand, he's made some deals with some of the leaders out there, and he is looking to become the essentially the king of Thelmer under the Empire. He sold his queen out. I, I, I see. What, uh, what proof do you have of this? We have a few ledgers, and he pulls from back of the pew where him normally is and he hands it to you now these are copied and unfortunately they're not exactly what we'd be most happy with to to show you as full proof but um it does look like he's had some transactions with a few thieve groups thugs really if you will um i believe one you know quite well a gentleman named zorg in uh, kringle falls and he points to a page yes like there is a payment to his organization here um and it says for services rendered and it comes directly from Bromwell himself, as you can see. I see. Now, I know that's not a lot to be convincing, but I, I do hope that as a fellow man of the cloth, and I know that we have disagreements on magic and other things, but you do understand that this is something to be concerned with. And quite frankly, I am not a, the biggest fan of the Empire. I've seen what it's done, and I do like what I've seen here in Thalman. It would be a shame for the Queen to lose control. Yes. Yes, it would. Something for you to think about. Like I said, it's a shame that I don't have any further proof, but um, just keep your eyes open. Yes, I, I will for sure keep my eyes open. Um, I have a request that would go much uh, much further in uh, helping helping you uh, helping you prove what you say to me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you, you know it would it's it's a hard thing to believe. Uh, th- this evening, after my my friend Hibonite spoke, uh, you wrote something down in your book. Yes, I'd I'd like to see what that is. Oh, certainly. And he pulls it out and shows you. And he said, and it, it, it has written down in the book. It says, "Hop head, golden eyes, shimmering skin." And is there anything else I'm able to pick up on the page, like really quickly, while I look at it? Looking at the page, you just see like bullet points, and it seems to be just kind of observations. Um, like some of them are red leaves, um, you know, uh, yellow pistols, like he's describing flowers. Uh-huh. Um, some of them describe other people, large doe eyes, small nose, buck teeth, you know. Okay. Huh. I, I, I see. Thank you. That is, yes. that has helped a lot. These are dark times, brother. Yes, they are. I fear they're only getting darker by the day. There is very few we can trust, except those who do worship Theos. And even then, I'm not always sure. Yes, neither am I. Thank you for listening to episode 9 of Beholder's Eye. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, I know we did. Um, It is, without a doubt, our kinkiest episode ever. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at I underscore Beholders and our website, BeholdersEyeCast.com. There you can see character portraits and listen to Mark Green's journal. Please subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whatever podcast app you use. It really helps us out, and we appreciate all the support we can get. Music by Incompetech, Echoes of Time, Version 1 and 2, Ever Mindful, Plank, Our Story Begins, Curse of the Scarabs by Kevin McLeod, Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license, creativecommons.org. Sound effects from freesound.org and zapsplat.com. For a full list of sound effects, please check out our show notes. Editing performed by Sam Canary. Music and effects editing by Benjamin Floyd. Thanks once again, and we'll see you next week.